Welcome to another inspirational teaching from Faith Family Church by Senior Pastor Mike DeBenke. For more information about our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv. So anyway, I want to pray. Um, we've, got, we've got some people that need prayer this morning. And uh, if you have somebody in your heart, if there's somebody in your life that needs prayer, we'll, we'll pray in agreement and we're going to release our faith and expect God to show up. Amen. We've got people who need physical help. Their bodies are under attack. And they need help. We've got some people dealing with some emotional things and, and they need the healing of the broken heart. And uh, we're going to believe God for that. And we're just going to count on God to come in and to be all that he is for those in need. Amen? So whatever it is and whoever it is, God loves them. And as you release your faith, God's power is going to be released to meet them right where they are. Amen? You say, but you don't know, Pastor, they're not good people. It doesn't matter. Neither were you before Jesus. Right? And that you're only good because of Jesus, just like me. So let's just stretch our faith. Let's not judge them. Let's love them and love them with the love of God. Father, we just thank you for meeting us here in this location this morning. First of all, we thank you for bringing us to this location. Thank you for every aspect of it. Thank you for every hand that has put their, their effort towards making this the place that we can worship you, we can exalt you, and we can expect to grow in everything that you have for us. We right now want to release our faith for those that are needing prayer. Uh, Brian, who's, who's dealing with um, intestinal uh, issues. We pray for him to be healed right now. No inflammation. Everything goes back to the place it's supposed to. And all of the, the, the stuff passing through his digestive tract passes quickly and efficiently. And uh, the pain subsides. And he sees that it's your glory and your healing power that's making the difference. And it's a witness for him. So we just pray for him, Father. And we thank you for that. We pray for others who, who are struggling and, and they're dealing with life's burdens and life's struggles. And we thank you that your word says that your grace is sufficient. So we lift that up right now. We thank you for Chris, who, who, who's struggling to, to stay on the right path and, and to make the right decision. We just say, no, you're more than a conqueror. And, and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And we believe that God's strength comes and meets you where you're at and helps you to be an overcomer and to walk out the fullness of what God has for you. We pray for every person in need that is, is represented here by somebody at this church. And we declare God's victory for them. We ask you to bless what we talk about today. Use my mouth and my mind to present your message in a way that the ears of the hearers, Father, will, will receive it in such a way that their eyes will be open to the fullness of what you have for them. We ask this, believe we receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. And we just want to welcome everybody online. Uh, we've got a great place when you're ready to come and, and hang out with us. It is incredible. So we can't wait for you to come be a part of this. But while you're at home, know there's no distance in the spirit. We love you and we're praying for you. Amen? Um, I'm excited about just, let me, let me just, you know, kind of a behind the scenes thing, how, how God works. The, the second song today, who picked that? Was it, did you pick it? Nicole, that song was perfect for what we're talking about. And I, I didn't share with her and say what I wanted her to have songs about. And that video, that video is perfect for, for what we're talking about. And I just want you to see it is so much bigger than just the preacher. It's so much bigger than just the worship leader. God uses all of us like tools in the master's hand to bring about what he wants us to receive. So always remember God's bigger than whatever you're facing. Whatever challenge is in front of you, God's already got it covered, front, back, sideways, top to bottom, and he's waiting on you to open up the door and let him come in and show you the way to victory. Amen? And it, it just, this, I tell you, it's just so humbling being a preacher because, you know, you know who you are. <laughs> you know you've got nothing to offer people except for what God places in you. Amen? And I want you to receive what I have to say today because it's not for me, it's from God. And uh, he loves you so much right where you are. He's got a plan for you. But you know, not only that, he's got a plan for the people in your life. The people that need to see what he's doing in your life so they can believe he'll do it in their life. Because there's so many people that are lost and alone. They feel like there's nowhere to turn. They feel like there's no help out there. That everything is failing them from the government to the economy to, to health. Everything's failing. And they don't know where to turn. And we can let our light shine so that they can see 
that God is still God in 2021. Amen. He hasn't changed. Everything else has changed, but God has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Last week, we started talking about love, and we looked at the different um, types of love that the, the ancient Greeks categorized. Ca- categorized? <laughs> Help me, Lord. <laughs> Help me. So anyway, we look at the, the different categories that, that they put love into, and uh, we ended up landing on agape, the love of God, the unconditional love of God. And we kind of started looking at that and unpacking that. And, and we went to a scripture in 1 John. And if you will, I'm going to start there today. And I want us to look at it and see exactly that. Um, and we're not going to stay there. We're going to go on. But um, we're going to see, and, and I so pray that, that this is going to be more than just a church service for you that you'll actually just, just kind of tune the world out, drop your cares at the side, don't worry about what's for lunch, but focus on what God's Word is saying to you today. Because you may say, you know what, I ain't got no problems, things are good for me right now. And No, don't walk out, brother, it's not going to be bad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love to do that to people. But anyway, um, <laughs> but anyway just, just focus on what God has for you today because it is the difference maker. It causes everything to change when you realize how much God loves you and what comes with that love that he's poured out on you. Amen? So I, I really pray that you'll receive this. Uh, we know that in John 3.16, the most famous scripture ever, that God so loved the world. He so loved. He so, have you ever so loved something? I mean, where it hurts when you're not around it. You know, you just, you, just, you just love someone. I'm not talking about a twink or a piece of pie. I'm talking about, you know, real love where, where you know, like when they're not there, you're thinking about them. And, and, and when they're there, you're thinking about what you can do for them and how you can, I mean, you, you, you so love them. It's just, it's, it's the next level, if you will. God so loves you. He so loves you. He hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't lost sight of you. He, he's not mad at you, but he so loves you that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whoever, not just the perfect people, not just the religious people, not, not, not just the people that have it together, but whosoever believes in him should have everlasting life. So if you're whosoever, know that God so loves you, and if you open your heart and receive that, God promises to come in and to do some God-sized things in your life. How many could use a few God-sized things done in your life? You, you need God to show up. and you, you know, I can't do this. No, but God can do it. God can do it. And, and you, with God's help, can do all things, right? Isn't that what the Bible teaches us? So here we are, 1 John 4, 16. It's our scripture last week. We're going to read through it, and then we're going to go ahead and pick up where we left off. It says, we have known and believed. That's a key right there, guys. John's saying this. He says, we have known and believed. How, 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 do I, how do I get to know what? The love of God. We have known and believed the love that God has for us. The way that you get to know God is spend time in his word. Spend time praying. Turn off the TV for a little while and just you and God hanging out. You know, that's why we do our prayer and fasting at the beginning of every year is so we can do a little separation from everything that's distracting us, maybe pulling us the wrong direction or maybe even the people that are pulling, ooh, did he say that? He did. Even the people that are pulling us in the wrong direction. And we draw close to God. And see, as you draw close to him, and just like with you and your best friend, you didn't know them till you got close to them. And as you got close to them, you realize this is somebody that I like. This is somebody that I trust. This is somebody I know is going to have my back. So, you know, and you give them more more area of your heart as you grow closer to them. And John's saying that you've got to know. He said, we have known, we've known, we've, we've experienced it. We've spent time with God. They walked with Jesus. You say, well, we can't walk with Jesus. Jesus walks with you every day. If you'll let him, he'll walk with you every day. You just got to give him room. You just got to make space for him. So many of us are in such a hurry and we're so busy that we, we kind of like to leave him at home. You know, it's not like we do with our pets. You know, we don't want him to get in the way of our everyday life. Well, yeah, sure, I walk with Jesus on Sundays. 
But he wants to walk with us every day. And as we walk with him, as we make room for him, we get to know him. And as you get to know him, you know that you can believe him. See, you, you don't trust people you don't know. When the stranger comes up to you at the mall and says, hey, I'll babysit your baby, what are you going to say? <laughs> oh, thank God, I wanted to go out tonight. No, you're not gonna, hopefully you're not going to say that. Hopefully you're going to say, I don't even know you. But when that person you do know, that person you know would die for your kids, comes up and say, hey, you guys need a night out. I'll watch your kids for you tonight. Yeah, that's what you're going to say. <laughs> right? And see, when we know and, 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 and we, we, we get to the place where we believe that God is who the Bible says he is, not who religion says he is. When I grew up, I thought God was mad at me all the time. All the time, because I kept messing up. I kept making mistakes, and it was like I never measured up. You know the way you respond to somebody you never measure up to? What do you do? You start rebelling against them. I don't need them. Who are you to judge me? Even, even when God's not, God judged Jesus for us. But yet we still felt judged because of religion. We still felt like we couldn't measure up. We felt like God didn't really want anything to do with us because we weren't perfect. Little did we know that we would be made perfect in Jesus. The Bible says we are the righteousness of God in Christ. It's when we accept him that we become perfect in him. Perfect meaning nothing missing, nothing like nothing lacking. We're, we're perfect in Christ. We're completely forgiven, and our sins are washed away, the Bible says. Amen? So we have known and believed the love of God, and this is really the subject. It's God's love, and it's towards us that God has for us. Look what it says. God is love. When you've got God in your life, there's love all around. And what does the Bible say about love? Love never fails. Not that, you know, Pastor, that's not true. I love Susie Q, and she broke up with me, so love failed. Love didn't fail. First of all, that wasn't unconditional love. That was conditional love, and you didn't measure up, so Susie Q found somebody that did. We're talking about God's love here, unconditional love, which means you're accepted right where you are. Today, no matter what you did last night, God loves you. You need to know that. You need to believe that. Why? We're going to see the benefit of it. We're working through. You guys with me, right? God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. See, when, we're, when, when we know and believe the love that God has for us, we're in God, and God's in us. There's no separation. You don't feel alone. You don't feel like you're out in the cold wishing you could come in. You feel like you're part of him. You feel like he's a part of you. You don't face a situation afraid because how am I ever going to survive this? You face it with boldness because you know with God I can do all things. With God I am victorious. With God I'm more than a conqueror. With God I'm the head and not the tail. With God I'm above and not beneath. You know that no matter what comes towards you, you and God can beat it. You and God can be victorious, right? So you guys are getting something out of this, right? I hope. I spent a lot of time. I hope you are. And God in him. Listen to this. Love has been perfected among us in this. How's it been perfected? That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. That word perfected means completed. It's, it's, it's a Greek word, which I don't pronounce right. If you're a Greek scholar, tell somebody else. I don't want to hear it. Teleos is, is the word or something close to that. And it means that you've, you, you're, you're complete. This, see, God's love is complete. There's nothing that has to be added to it. There's nothing that it has to grow to. There's nothing that has to be achieved for you to be entitled to it. This, this perfected love is this complete love of God. And when you have this complete love of God, you realize that now your, your sins don't disqualify you anymore. You're no longer disqualified because of something you did or you didn't do. You're completely and totally qualified because of what Jesus did. Does that make sense? So now love has been perfected. It's been completed among us. And how do, we, how do we show this completed love? Is that we now have boldness in the day of judgment. We have this boldness. And, you know, I remember one time when I was in high school, there was a guy who had gone out on a date with a girl. It was like a first date situation. And I'm not going to use their names because they're probably watching. <laughs> no. But um, so they went out on a date. And he tried to 
go further than she wanted to. And she shut him down and said no. Well, when he got to school, he told people that she did. Well, little did he know that word got back to her. And in the middle of the pep rally, when everybody was in the auditorium, when she saw him, she had boldness in the day of judgment because she knew she was right and that what he was doing was a lie. It was wrong. And right in front of everybody, this guy was bragging about what he did and how he, you know, got what he wanted. All of a sudden, with her boldness, she got in his face right in front of everybody and let him know, you're a liar, you didn't get nothing, nobody believes you. And that boy went away like a puppy with his tail between his legs because she had boldness in the day of judgment. She knew she didn't do anything. She knew that she was right and that she wasn't going to stand for somebody lying about her. See, the Bible says the devil is the accuser of the brethren. Now, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all made our mistakes, but forgiveness comes from Jesus. So when the devil shows up and he starts wanting to accuse you of being who you were before, in that day of judgment, when you feel guilty, when you feel like you don't measure up, when you feel condemned, that's when you have boldness to stand up and say, no, 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 I'm a new creature in Christ. That doesn't stick to me anymore. Maybe I did, but that's dead and gone. The Bible says that old man is buried, and I'm a new man in Christ. So that, it, that, that's the way, even, even Paul said that. He talked about be, putting on the new man, living out a life as the new man, and, and taking off the old man, who you used to be, and now identifying with who you are in Christ. See, when, when, when you allow this love to be complete, you no longer carry the burdens, the weight, the guilt, the shame, of anything that happened in the past. You now walk free from that. And you know when you're free from that, you can no longer be drugged back into the sins of your past when you identify with being perfected by God's love. And really that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about being somebody who never has sinned or never messes up. We're talking about somebody who walks above that because you recognize who you are with this perfected love that has been poured out on you. Does that make sense? You guys with me? So love has been perfected among us that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. We don't, we don't have to worry about the accuser of the brethren because the Bible says we're in right standing with God. And when we're in right standing with God, what we learned last week, we now have rights from God. We have the right to stand up against the devil. We have the right to say, no, 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 I'm in Christ. You can't, you can't use that against me anymore. Then in verse 18, this is where we're getting to. There is no fear in love... But perfect love, complete love, when you understand the complete love that God has for you, perfect love casts out all fear. Well, what fear is it talking about? It's talking about the fear of not measuring up. It's talking about the fear of, 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 of I'm stuck, I can't go on. I, I'm, I'm never going to amount to anything. I'm never going to be free from this. This bondage, this addiction has me and I, I just can't get free. Well, no, there's no fear when you realize that you've been perfected by this complete love. You can now walk free from all of that. And, and it casts out the fear. Look what it says. Because fear involves torment. Fear comes to torment us. It comes to tell us every day, you're not going to measure up. People are going to find out who you really are. That's a lie. That's not true. You know, you, you act like you're all that, but we both know you're not. You know, all those little voices that come in your head, all those thoughts, maybe they're voices from the outside, people talking about you, but that's... That's the, the, the fear that tries to come in and to make you think that you're less than who the Bible says you are. And I, I'm here to tell you, you are who the Bible says you are. You may not feel like it, you may not walk like it, but you are who the Bible says you are when you accept this complete, perfected love. And when you focus on this, and when you, when you gain understanding, and when you get to where you know it, and you believe it, like John said... Suddenly there's a change on the inside of you. You walk like a king's kid. You are the son of the Most High, the daughter of the Most High. You are God's children, King of kings and Lord of lords. You are in, the th- in, in, in royalty. You have royal blood in you now because of who you are in Christ. Does that make sense? You guys with me? So there's no fear in love. You don't have to carry this fear. You don't have to worry about 
you know, am I good enough? Am I going to measure up? Do I have the ability? Am, am I, I, how many of you know that love will get you to, to compare? I've got four things I want to talk to you about here as soon as we get through the scripture, about four things that fear does and then how we can stay against this. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love, which just plainly means that if you've got the, if, if fear is, is, is stopping you, if it's holding you back, if, if it's keeping you up, you've not meditated and focused on what it means to have this perfected, this complete love of God in your life. You've not spent enough time realizing and thinking about God loves you right where you are. And, and so many people carry the weight of their past and, and it leaves the door open for fear to come in. Fear that God's mad at you. Fear that the, you know, you're not going to have enough. You're not going to get what you desire. You're not going to become the person you want to be. All of these fears come because you haven't focused and you haven't got to the place where you believe and you know this complete love of God. I, I hope you guys are getting this because th this is something that will, it will change your life. I don't care where you are. I don't care how bad things may look right now. The love of God will make all the difference. Amen? So, has not been made perfect in love. And then verse 19 says, we love him because he first loved us. Now, let me explain something about this before I get going because it's in the, in the trenches that you have to know this, that we're able to love God, not because we're, we're, we're wonderful and we have all this spirituality about us. No, we're able to love God because he first loved us. Remember when they were talking and during the pandemic at the beginning when you know, everybody, for whatever reason, was hoarding toilet paper? Remember that? You, know, you go to Sam's and, 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 and Publix at every store, and, and we even had people on Facebook, please, I need toilet paper, you know, because the supply chain was broken down. People were just hoarding it and, and, and stockpiling it more than they would ever need. And they have rooms with toilet paper. There was even a guy who got arrested for breaking into somebody who hoarded toilet paper. He broke in their house to steal their hoarded toilet paper. I mean, things were crazy, right? So the supply chains were, were, were breaking down and everybody was worried. So they went out and took it, got as much as they could. But let me explain the supply chain of God's love. It never breaks down if you, if you stay focused on it. God loves us complete, totally, without reservation. And now because he loves us, we now have the capacity, the ability to love him. See, until we receive the love he has for us, we can't really love him. And until we're able to love him, we can't ever be, remember, it's, this love is complete. We can't ever be complete in ourselves. So many people are trying to find, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose in life? When you understand how much God loves you, that gives you the the, the, the ability to receive everything he has for you, and that will, that will unveil his plan for you. That will unveil your destiny, if you will. That will show you the plan that he's prepared for you when you learn to accept and be perfected or complete in his love. Do you guys see that? You, 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 you'll be wandering around searching and going to, you know, all different sorts of uh, medias and mediums to, to find out why am I here? Why has God, you know, put me here? Or is there a purpose in life? It, it's when you, when you receive, when you know and believe this completing love of God, that all of that falls into place. So God loves us, which enables us to love him. And in loving him, we learn to love like him, which means we learn to love ourselves. Because, you know, the Bible says unless we love ourselves, we can't, we can't correctly love other people. It, it, it's always going to be a dysfunctional love when we don't learn to love ourselves. Not in a self-centered, you know, uh, way where it's all about me and stuff like that. No, no, no. It's where you look in the mirror and you say, I'm, I'm, I was made on purpose with a purpose. God has a plan for me. I matter. I'm here to make a difference. I'm not here just just fill space. God has a plan for me. When you learn that and you understand you're made on purpose with a purpose, Suddenly you start realizing that if God thinks I'm special, then that means I can do something special. 
That means I can be something special. And when you learn to love God in the way that the Bible talks about, he will, he will teach you how to love yourself, accept yourself, because you're forgiven, you're part of the beloved. And as you walk in that love, as you learn how to love yourself, suddenly the ability to love other people like God loves them will be able to flow from you, and you're going to be able to love the people in the world around you. It's, it's a supply chain that God loves us, so we love him, and by loving him, we learn to love others, and we're able to love other people the way that Jesus did, and it doesn't, it doesn't carry the weight and the burden of, of holding a grudge and holding an offense, and when people come and they hurt you, because of how much God loves you, and you realize that, and you love God back, it enables you to forgive them. And when you forgive them, it means that you're able to cut the cord so you don't drag the weight of that thing around, but you're now free from what they did because you've learned to love. Does that make sense? This is so much more than just, you know, ah, that's a good message. No, this is life-altering if you accept it for what God meant for it to be. So why does the devil come with this tormenting fear? Because tormenting fear separates us from this love. See, when we allow fear, we've not been perfected or we've not been completed in God's love, that causes a separation. You ever watch the Animal Planet or one of those shows where the antelope are just enjoying life and, you know, leaping around? And then here comes some lions. And what do the lions do? They, as a group, those antelope are safe. They're good. We're okay. We're in a group. It's kind of like the body of Christ. God's called us to live together. It's better to live life together. Right, babe? So what, when we're together, we're safe. We're secure. We can accomplish more. We can do more. We, we, we can identify better with who we're meant to be when we're in a group of people like us. So what the devil does is he comes up and he tries to get us to separate. And he does it through fear. And that fear has torment, the this, this scripture says. And it gets us, gets us second-guessing ourselves and gets us thinking, well, maybe God is mad at me or maybe this happened because I didn't do that. And he get, tries to get us to separate because the Bible says the devil goes about, and there is a real devil, the devil goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So he wants to separate us from this love. He wants to get us to a place where we doubt it. And in doing that, it makes us vulnerable. Amen? So we love him because he first loved us. Now, what I want to do is I want to focus on, <coughs> excuse me, I want to focus on this fear that comes and, and, and it comes with torment. And the whole point of these, these scriptures that God is showing us and trying to unveil to us his love is it so we're no longer tormented. We're no longer in fear. Because life can be a scary thing, especially when you feel alone. Because when you're alone, you're vulnerable. But when you're part of the body, when you draw close to God, you're no longer vulnerable. You're no longer alone. You now have the presence of God with you everywhere you go. Any situation you face, the presence of God is with you. Amen? So what the devil does, it's, it's like this. We, we are saved by grace through faith. Faith is believing God's word to be true. Faith is to accept it as truth before you see it. And one, one translation or one definition of faith is to be firmly persuaded. If you believe the Bible's true and you believe that Jesus is the son of God and that he died to pay the price for your sin, that's releasing faith for him to be your savior, right? And the Bible says if we believe in our heart, and we confess with our mouth, which is activating our faith and putting action to it, then we're saved. So what the devil does is he tries to come in to get you to do things in reverse. See, faith is like drive in your car. When you want to go somewhere, you point your car, put it drive, and you drive there. What fear is, fear is kind of like the devil trying to throw it in reverse. Fear works exactly the opposite of faith. It, instead of taking you to the things of God, it reverses you away from the things of God. And when we allow fear into our lives, we're backing up. You ever see somebody who, and I know some of you here have seen this, and I'm not making light of it, but this happens where they think they're in drive and they're focusing on where they want to go and they mash the gas pedal, but they're really in reverse. And what happens? They crash into something because they're not going the direction they want to go. Reverse is taking them away from their, their desired destination. What the devil tries to do is he brings this fear in. Instead of us growing closer to the things of God, he wants to take us further away. 
He wants to reverse our, 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 our journey in, in life, and he wants us to take us further away from the things of God. And that's why this fear comes in, and it not only comes in, it comes in with torment. Amen? So there's four things that we're going to look at very quickly to understand exactly how this works. And I tell you, I, I, you know, as I was praying about this message, I, I like to laugh. I like to, you know, kind of joke around while I'm up here a lot and stuff. And God really put on my heart to be serious today. So I want you to hear what I'm saying. He says, don't make light of it today. Make sure they hear what, what's being said. So you guys just lean in with me, if you will, and understand this is not, you, if you know this is not the way I normally do it, but I really believe God wants us to be sober about this and to take it in because it is a difference maker in our lives. Love, the difference maker, amen? And here's why, when we understand this perfected love, this complete love that God has for us, we realize that none of our, none of our sins disqualify us, that we still have full access to everything that God has for us because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. We still have full access into the promises of God because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. There's no power that can reverse us away from God's plan when we rest in this completed love that God has for us. Does that make sense? So here's some things that I want us to think about so you can identify what I'm talking about. It says, um, verse 18 again, there's no fear in love. When you walk in love, you don't have to have fear. Not in love like you're loving everybody. You're walking in the love that God has for you. But perfect love casts out fear. Why? Because fear involves torment. Here's how that torment works. Number one, fear torments people by paralyzing them. You ever heard anybody say, oh, I was so scared. I was petrified. You know, the word petrified means turned to stone. It means you can't move. You're, you're, you're stuck. And God doesn't want you stuck. The Bible says he wants you to go from glory to glory. He wants you to be walking out the life of faith. He doesn't want you stuck somewhere, held hostage, held in bondage, Stop from moving forward because the enemy has you paralyzed or has you tormented with fear. He comes in and tells you that you're never going to get past this. You're never, you've tried to quit this a hundred times. You're not going to make it. You said you weren't going to do that last time, and here you are doing it again. And he tries to get you in torment to believe that you can't move forward. It's never going to be any better than it is right now. And for a lot, it might not be that good. And if, that, if, if, if he can get us to believe that, that's torment. And the fear of thinking that that's possible is the thing that causes us to stop moving forward with the plans that God has for our life. Jeremiah 29, 11 says he's got plans for you, and they're good plans. But if you allow the torment of fear to stop you, you'll never walk out your destiny. You say, well, Pastor Mike, what is destiny? Destiny is the future that God has planned for you, but you have to choose to walk in it. He's not, it's not automatic. It doesn't just happen. You have to choose to walk in what God brings and makes available to you. If you allow fear and torment to stop you and to get you stuck, you'll never experience everything God has for you. And that's a sad day when we allow the devil to steal what God has made available to us. Amen? The Bible tells us if, 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 if we can just move one step, it's the steps of a righteous man. If we can just take a step of faith, just one step. You don't got to see the end of the journey. You just got to believe, I can take one step. Maybe I've been here for years. Maybe I've struggled with this for years. But today I'm going to take a step with God. By myself, I could never do it. But today with God, I'm going to take a step. And once you do that one step and you realize, I made it, I did it, I made that step. Next thing you know, you could take another step. And then you take another step. And then you take another step. Next thing you know, you're somewhere telling somebody your testimony about how I used to be, but now I'm not because of God's love for me. You understand what I'm saying? You break free from that thing that's held you back and kept you stuck. Number two, fear brings torment by making you feel you aren't good enough, that you don't measure up to other people. It lies to us and gets us to compare ourselves to other people. Oh, man, I wish I was like so-and-so. They've got it all together. Life just works for them. Everybody likes them. Everybody thinks they're cute. And as we compare ourselves, we just continually drop down in our own evaluation. And understand, you can never fulfill your destiny trying to be someone else. Because God made you with a purpose on purpose. And he didn't make you to be somebody else. He made you original. 
Stop trying to be a duplicate of someone else. It won't work. But as long as you do that, you find yourself always lacking because you can never be anything better than second when you're trying to be someone else. Oh, I wish I was like so-and-so. I wish I was like, I wish I was like George Clooney. <laughs> He's so handsome. He's, he, George Clooney wishes he was like you. You've got peace he probably doesn't have. You've got a future that he doesn't have. You know, and I don't care about George Clooney. I don't really know anything about him. I'm just saying we, we, we idolize and picture these people and we see their best perceived version of themselves and we compare it against our worst perceived version of ourselves and we, we can never measure up and it just causes us to be beat down and it causes us to lack. But the Bible says in Psalm 139 that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Each one of us are fearfully and wonderfully made. God has, has made you specific and special. Sorry, got to be like a quick draw. But do you realize that your fingerprints are, are individual to you? Your eyes, the retina in your eyes are individual to you. Your DNA is individual to you. God made you special. Here's one that I didn't know till recently. Your ear is individual to you. Do you know your ear is the same as your fingerprints? No two people have the same ears. I never knew that. I was like, now I look at people's ears. Like, no, I haven't seen that one before. <laughs> like, wow, I'm glad that's individual. No, I'm just kidding. So, but your ear, it literally, if they make a print of your ear, it's completely individual to you. Why? Because God made you special. He made you special. And if the devil wins, he'll get you to put it in reverse by saying, well, I just don't, I'm not as good as so-and-so. I don't look as good as they do. I don't act as good as they do. I'm not as smart as they are. I'm not as graceful. And he'll back you right out of the plan of God. We can't allow the fear, the reverse, to pull us away when God says, no, 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 I've already done this for you. And when you rest in that complete love of God, Nothing could pull you away from the plan of God. Does that make sense? You guys with me? How many of you saw uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? What about Rocket, that little raccoon? Now you think about it. What in the world could this miniature raccoon do to save the galaxy? But yet if you listen to him, he has no doubt that he is there for a purpose. He says, ain't no thing like me except me. Ain't no one like me except me. He's convinced that he's the answer. He knows he's got a purpose, that he's going to be used to save the galaxy. And what I want you to know is God's got a purpose for you. And maybe you won't save the, the galaxy, but I guarantee you, you're going to be the Savior. To, not the Savior, but you're going to be used by the Savior to bring victory to somebody else's world. Amen? It's so important that we understand that. So Fear torments us into thinking that we can never change. It torments us into thinking that we can never change. You know, my dad was like this. My granddad was like this. I guess I'm just going to be like this. You know, I was this way when I was a kid. I was this way when I was a teenager. I'm this way as an adult. And we get to the fact that we, or we get to the place where we think that everything is just set that we can't change. But what we have to understand is that we, when we allow God into our equation, that nothing is limited anymore. God is limitless when it comes to, to his love and his provision and his grace that he makes available to us. In Philippians 1.6, he encourages us by what the Apostle Paul said. He says, be confident of this very thing. That he who has made, who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Whoever started a good work in you, which is God, is able to complete it to the day of Jesus Christ. In other words, you're not stuck. You're not, you're not in this form because this person was your dad, that person was your mom, so now I'm destined to only be this. No, no, no. God is your heavenly father. And God changes everything. 
He's the one that designed your DNA. He's the one that gave you the fingerprints, the ear, the eyes. He's the one that made you individual. And he's the one that has the ability to empower who he created you to be for you to rise above and to become the person that you were created to be. In Isaiah 64, 8, it says, But now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are potter. And all we are, the work of your hand. When we, when we yield ourselves, when we make ourselves available to God's plan, if you will, because we all have a will. Nobody made you come to church today. We got some chairs that are empty. Some people chose not to come. Why? Because it was their choice. God gives you a choice. But when your choice is to follow the will of God, you become clay in the potter's hand. He can make you into who you were destined to be. He will, he will form you into the person he created you to be when you yield to his will, when you allow for that perfected, complete love to just, just overflow, that telios, which is complete. When you allow that to just come over you and you accept it, you believe it and you know it, you'll start to change. The things the world has, has forced you into, the Bible says, be not conformed or pressed into. Be not conformed to this world or what this world says you are, but be transformed, changed into something new by the renewing of your mind. Learn how to believe and to know this love that God has for you, and you can be changed into anything. God can change you into the person he created you to be. Number four is our last one. Fear brings torment by getting us to question God's word. When the pressure's on, sometimes we'll say this, yeah, but does that really work? Does that, does that, Pastor Mike says that, but does that actually happen? This is nothing new. He started this in the Garden of Eden with Eve. See, he got Eve to question God's word, and that brought torment. She was consumed with, well, wait a minute. Did God really say? Is that really what it means? And it made an open door for the enemy to come in and to deceive her and to reverse her right out of the plan of God. It wasn't a plan of God for her to fall in the garden and have to be removed from the garden and, and separated from the tree of life. It was God's plan for us to walk with him in the garden for eternity. But because she allowed this fear to come in that she would question God's word, it separated her. It pulled her away from the plan of God. And, you know, in, in, um, in, the, in the Bible, it says that, that God is love. We just saw that. And that love never fails. But how do we guarantee that God's love is not going to fail in our life? By accepting his plan, by growing close to it, by getting to the place where you believe it and you know it. That's how you know that you're going to be able to be a success. You're going to walk. God watches over his word to perform it. The Bible says in, in Jeremiah 1.12, Ezekiel 12.25, both of those scriptures talk about how God watches over his word to perform it. So as we rest in his word and we don't question it, we don't say, ah, you know, I wonder if that's really worth you you got to get to know. God, you got to spend time in the Word so you know whether His Word says it or it doesn't. And if it says it, He watches over it to perform it. You know, not one of God's promises have ever returned to Him void. Not one of His promises. Now, there are people who have not actively applied the promise to their life and then wonder, why is God letting this happen? But God's not letting it happen. They're making choices that reverses them away from the plan of God. If you walk with Him, if you stay and abide in this love, you'll be able to fulfill the plan of God for your life. I don't care what other people do. You can be the person God created you to be. You can be a success. You can be victorious walking out the word and the plan of God because he watches over it to perform it. People who say, well, that's why you understand. I, I mean, I know you say not to worry or not to fear, but I just worry. It's kind of the same thing. Only worry's worse. Worry is paying debt, paying interest on a debt you don't even have yet. You're worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet. You're sitting there all wringing your hands and stressed out about something that hasn't even happened yet. Why? Because you've allowed fear to come in. You've stopped seeing yourself in the completed love of God, and you're seeing yourself wanting and, and needing and, and struggling and doing without. And, and you forgot that God promises to meet your needs according to His riches and glory. You're forgetting the promises of God, and you're focusing on the lies of the devil. You're questioning the word of God, and it's allowing the enemy to steal the promise of God from your life. Does that make sense? And, and I want you to understand that as we focus on this, and we just declare and accept 
I'm loved. I am loved, which means that I am completely loved by God right where I am. And because of that completed love, I now become righteous in his sight. I accept Jesus Christ as being my Savior. That makes me the righteous of God in Christ, which means I now have rights from God because I'm right with God. And my rights from God enables me to keep walking forward in faith to fulfill the plan of God for my life and not to reverse out of those plans because I start condemning myself because of fear. As we do this, your life's going to get better, your light's going to get brighter, your testimony's going to get stronger, your neighbors are going to take notice, your family members are going to want to know what's happening. It's, it's your way of impacting the world with that complete love of God, just by living it out. You don't have to convince people. You know, people know you. And when the love of God shows up on your life, they notice. They're like, man, you're not the same you used to be. And, and it, it's a witness. And God will use that without you. You say, well, I don't want to be a preacher. You preach with your actions much more than you do your words. People don't even listen to your words till they're convinced of your actions. You know, and if they don't think your actions line up with your words, they don't pay attention to any of it. Right? So let's allow this love of God that's been made available to us. And again, I, I know this has been a serious one today, but it's because I, I really believe God doesn't want his kids stuck. He doesn't want us stuck in the, in, the, in the muck and the mire of this world. He wants us to move forward and, and to break free and to rise above everything that's held us down and held us back and to actually become the person he's created us to be so that we can impact the lives around us. I hope you guys got something out of this. If you would, bow your heads and close your eyes and, and, and hear me when I say this, that today was for everyone, not just people who need Jesus. Today was for everyone because every one of us, even though we may be born again, we struggle with the love of God sometimes. We struggle with who we are in Christ. <clears throat> we struggle with, with understanding and standing in that completed love that sets us apart. It, it, it sets us aside for God's use and for us to be used mightily by Him. So with your head bowed and your eyes closed, first of all, if you're here and you've never made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, then I want to ask you to, to consider this. I want you to know that all of this love benefits you when you accept Jesus and allow, that's the door that opens, that allows the love of God to be poured into your life is accepting Jesus Christ. So I want you to consider that. If you're born again and you've already accepted Jesus, but you struggle, you struggle with thoughts of being inferior, you struggle with thoughts of not measuring up, you struggle with thoughts of, of failing and things like that. that, that's what we're talking about today, that that love that is complete and whole is there for you to help you see yourself the way God sees you. Because it's once you understand how much he loves you, you can then love yourself. And then after you realize that you can love yourself because of what God has done in your life, it empowers you to love others around you and to love them like God loves them, which lets you have a light that, brined, that, that shines bright in the world around you. Amen? So for every person that hasn't accepted Jesus, I, I want you to, if you will, not join the church, not become religious, I want you just to open your heart to the, to the plan and the gift that God has for you and make, make your heart available for him. To, the Bible says that when you accept him, he makes his abode. He comes and lives on the inside of you. So if you're here today or if you're online, if that's you and you're sitting there thinking, you know what? I need this. I need what you're talking about. I mean, I'm tired of doing it on my own. I'm tired of trying to make it with my own strength. I need help. And, and now that I know that God loves me and he wants to help me, I'm ready to receive that. If that's you here today, I want you to raise your hand. I'm not, nobody else is looking around. I'm not going to call you up front. I see your hand. I'm not going to call you up front. I'm not going to embarrass you. This is between you and God. I just want to know who I'm praying for. Because I'm going to be praying for you every day of this week that God's going to bring people across your path. And he's going to show you. He's going to encourage you. And you know that we're going to be praying for you as a church. And, and that we're going to stand with you. If you're online, you, you, know, you can raise your hand to God. He's right there in the room with you. You can say, I need this. I need what you're talking about, preacher. And he's going to show up right there in your living room or in your house, wherever you are. Maybe you're in the car. But he's going to show up for you. So, so whoever it is that's raised their hand, we're going to say a prayer as a church, as a, as a whole body. This is faith family, and we say it as a family. And when we get done, I want you to hear me. There's going to be some cheering, there's going to be some clapping, there's going to be some excitement, and here's why. Because the Bible says when one person, when one person receives what Jesus has for him, all of heaven erupts into a party, and, and we like to jump in on that party. That's why we do it, to be honest with you. 
So if you raise your hand at home or if you raise your hand here, know that you've got a church family now that stands with you, that supports you, that backs you, and will be there for you when you need it. So let's say this together. Father, today, I believe with all of my heart that you love me and you love me completely. And because of that love, I'm now free from my past. I'm free from my sins. I believe in my heart and I'm confessing with my mouth that today, Jesus Christ, your son, is now my savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer, get in touch with us. There's a place online for you to, to, to let us know that you made that decision. If you're here today, then I want you to meet us outside. There's a place out there where, uh, what's it called, baby? The Connection Center. <laughs> Technical term. Anyway, <laughs> Connection Center. And we've got some information for you, and we've got something for you, and we just want to help you uh, with that, those first uh, steps in this new walk with Jesus. Amen? So, and if you, 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 you're born again and you, you've accepted this and maybe this encouraged you to press on, I want you to know that the same God that, that, that saved you is the same God that shows up every day. His mercy is renewed daily to get you through the day and through the struggle so that you can walk out the plan he has for you. Amen? So we love you guys. I want to encourage you that as you've come to God's house, he asks that we bring our tithe and our offering. We don't require it. I'm not going to guilt you into it. Those of you who know God know it's the best thing to do. So I invite you to do that. If you don't know God, or if, you don't, if you've never experienced what it means to be a, a tither, somebody who gives that portion that God instructs us to in his word, and you'd like to, then go ahead and give God a shot. I'm telling you, if you try him out, he'll come through every single time. Most people, not every person, because some people do it with the wrong attitude. They think if I give a dollar, I get a 10 back, and it's more of a selfish motivation. But when you're just submitting to God and say, God, you know what? Everything I have is because of you, and you just want a dime out of this dollar. Here it is. God shows up in such a powerful way. Tr try him. Bible's, this is the one area that God says, test me and see that I won't do what I said I'd do. So I just encourage you to do it. Um, the buckets are in the back. This is the end of this teaching. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay connected with our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv or like us on Facebook.